Hello, my name is Adam Conover, and I am hosting a new podcast called Humans Who Make Games. If you're like me, you play video games for dozens of hours on end, but you almost never get to know the people who made the game that you're playing. This season, I'll be talking to the developers of games like Spelunky, Binding of Isaac, Into the Breach, and many, many more. This is an intimate conversation about what it's like to make video games for a living, how they come up with their ideas, and their first memory of video games. Here are some clips from our first season. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Humans Who Make Games. From Spelunky, Derek Yu. With platformers, I feel like there is a tension behind every jump. That's what makes like jumping just as a mechanic in games is just so such a good one. It's so basic. There's immediate satisfaction and tension and resolution. Like every jump is kind of a story, right? Yeah. You press jump, you're hoping to get here, and then you see if you're going to actually get there, right? Yeah. And then there's always that pull of gravity, which it's just feels dangerous, you know? Yeah. And so I love that in in platform games. And then in, in roguelikes, there's all kinds of tension with the fact that every time you play, it's different. This is your the only time you're ever going to get to play in that build of that world, right? Yeah. And so... When you die, it's over. You can never go back. It's very bizarre, right? I mean, the games are so different. Yeah. And some of them were were bad, but they're all, like, I remember them all. Yeah. And they all had their own character. Yeah. There was a game called Madam Fifi's Whorehouse, which... (laughs) (laughs) Was it a dog, Madam Fifi? No, it was a text adventure. (laughs) Oh. And the file name was Fifi.exe. Mm-hmm. So it's, you type in Fifi.exe, then it says, Welcome to Madam Fifi's Whorehouse. Oh, God, what have I opened? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, as a young boy, I was like, Whoa! You know, yeah. this is like, I'm very excited. Ended up being just the dullest game ever. Because it's, it's a text adventure, like you're typing in commands. Yeah. You're like, typing in like commands. Like you are in the whorehouse, uh, you can go north or west to, exactly. to the saloon. Or but whatever. it's an extremely boring whorehouse. <laughs> there, are no, there are no people in it. <laughs> what? There were there were literally no other people. NPCs in were the hard house. to code back then, I guess. I guess so. For a text adventure? I don't know. Yeah. From digital, a love story. Christine Love. I was in university um about a year out from graduating and um just really doing terribly academically, by the way, just like an absolute disaster. Um, <laughs> uh, school is hard, man. Yeah. But I was at the point where, like, I could drop the game and just focus full time on my studies, or I could stick with making the game and just drop all all the homework, basically, and just, like, completely fail. And uh, wow. thankfully, it turned out well. Um if the game hadn't done well, that would have been very bad. You went with the game then? I went with the game, and that was the dumbest decision of my life and also the best one. So, <laughs> I hate to make the comparison, but maybe it's an interesting one to make in, in this case, is, it, is it's kind of the Dark Souls effect of like, of like 
<laughs> I mean, you're like in this hostile environment uh, where you're like, okay, I, I don't understand this or what I'm supposed to do, but it must be here for a reason. There must be something. And God damn it, I'm going to do it. And that, that becomes very rewarding. It just happens to be in an anime character visual novel instead of in, a, in an RPG. Uh, uh, you've made the Dark Souls a visual novel is what I'm trying to say. Um, I'm very I'm very sorry to I sh- ah, now I feel what a what a lame joke. <laughs> I feel lame even. It's, it's 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 too late. I'm already I'm already updating my Steam page to include the fact <laughs> that you said that. That's like a pull quote right there. Oh no. From the Binding of Isaac, Edmund McMillan. Well, let's talk about let's talk about Isaac because I I played the hell out of Binding of Isaac. What was the impetus behind that design? How did that design come together? We set aside a week, and uh, I just – I remember laying in bed thinking, you know, what do I want to make? And it's like um, – and I, I, Tommy and I had discussed making some randomly generated games um, in the future, and uh, uh, namely a, a Meat Boy, randomly generated Meat Boy game. And I was kind of trying to figure out how how I could like – experiment with some aspects of that um in a game so it started out with random generation i want to make something with random generation um and at the time i was playing a lot of zelda which i every year i usually will play through the original just because it's amazing the original zelda yeah i mean the original was was kind of like the definitive video game moment for me mario 2 was a big one for me too but zelda experiencing zelda before the internet um was crazy it was like the most magical thing in the world. I tried <laughs> to recreate the mystery with the Binding of Isaac, and in the, ah. for the first for the first month maybe of the game's release before it became you know popular, their mystery was there. Like you know, watching people figure out how the secret w- rooms worked. Like I set things up in a very specific way. You know, that's what the that's what the mulligans are for, like the, the guys that will you'll kill or maybe drop a bomb or whatever, the mullabooms, mm-hmm. a bunch of different like bomb guys. Those are there to accidentally blow up a wall for you to even realize wow. that there's something beyond that point. And that's how most people discovered it that didn't already look at the Wikipedia or already see Let's Players. And I just kind of sat down with Zelda and I was like, hey, this dungeon structure is pretty simple. You could randomly generate this for sure. And it's like and then I started thinking about like just the general uh, structure of every dungeon has a boss. Every dungeon has an item room. You know, there's shops and there's resources and it just all falls into place. And it's just like, oh, like, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and then just make a, a ton of different enemies that force you to play different ways and a ton of different items that stack and, and force you to play different ways. And, um, you know, making sure to walk the line of putting enough in there that can fuck you up because it it was, it really started as a storytelling type game. Like I wanted to build an experience that tricked myself and it it was, we worked on it for three months. It was done in three months. And and by the second month, I felt like I had something special. The original flash game. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I thought, okay, like we just need to keep going. From Game Workers Unite, Steve, and Emma. Workers need to understand that an executive isn't going to 
be like, oh, yes, like, I understand that it's going to mm. take you this much time to make the game. They're just going to say, like, make the game and right. do it quick because I make more money if you do it quick. So we need, like, yeah. a collective hand kind of, like, helping also guide these decisions. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's... Almost like if we united <laughs> yeah. in some way. Game workers <laughs> Some uniting. kind of union yeah. of workers. Yeah. Well, I think what you're getting at, it, what that makes me think of is, and what I learned in my own experience, is you have to advocate for yourself. Yes. Like, I would try Absolutely. to say to the people above me or the people who are making or you know like please understand please understand what it takes to make this and yeah. i would just just before you ask me think about <laughs> it in your head and figure it out and then they just couldn't they just be like no i my boss is telling me i need this by this date yeah. and so you need to give me that by that date and eventually i was like oh i need to start saying no From one hour, one live, Jason Rower. As you get older and older, you can chat longer and longer utterances. When you're a baby, you can only type a single character. When you're two years old, you can type two characters. I love that so much. And so satisfying when you become three years old and you can just type mom. Yeah, <laughs> like, or, or, or cat or dog or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like, like your first word ends up being like at first you. There's a little shorthand where it's like F or F for food. You're like fu or like uh, or like thanks. Like that's pretty much to say that. But then eventually you're like mom. <laughs> like yeah. it, it feels you finally like... say mom at age three <laughs> yeah and uh and or yeah it's actually age two you gain a character per year and you start out with one character but anyway by the time you're age 60 i think you can type 60 characters right yeah um, that's the end of your life and so you can really type these kind of almost like paragraphs or almost entire tweets you know half a tweet or something the players have started, started unfor maybe fortunately or unfortunately talking about me in that in that kind of way, you know, using those kind of metaphors. Um, they've, they've made a little like, you know, a little meme of like a Jesus kind of figure with my face on it and in, in, in the Discord channel. And, and, and they also are sort of like some, a lot of them are, are very passionate about certain, you know, as, as game communities tend to be right in this yeah. day and age, very passionate about things that need to be changed or fixed or whatever. And they kind of get into this point where they're kind of like begging me almost or like it's like yeah <laughs> sometimes i joke they're praying about like, you know yeah if you guys if you guys don't you know i i, I don't like seeing so much nudity in the game you guys better <laughs> be modest and cover up or else i'm gonna wipe them i'm gonna wipe the map <laughs> don't eat from that tree if you see a tree with an apple don't pick it okay <laughs> that's incredible that's incredible well then well in that case the mechanic has also changed your behavior and it's caused you to act as this as this guy like you're not role playing either you are the god yeah, of the world yeah it's the real deal <laughs> holy shit man I can, I can wipe the i can wipe the entire world with the click of a mouse yeah i mean i guess a lot of the stuff is is sort of like aha moments that i have as i'm designing the game right or i'm like aha once you get a lot of stuff in your vault you're not going to be you know you're going to have a lot lot to lose right <laughs> so that'll yes. be one of my design notes just something i think of that's a sort of a consequence of the system i see that that fits into this overall picture of you know and kind of like you know it gets me to laugh out loud if my wife is listening from the other room she's like what are you laughing about i'm like i just oh this is gonna be so <laughs> the rich men I, will quiver in fear inside yeah. their gigantic <laughs> maze death trap homes yeah i got something great oh it's gonna be so great oh um, like, man you're weird okay this is humans who make games subscribe on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts 